Mario. Hamza. What do you want to talk about today? Um, I really want to talk about this book that I read called Digital Minimalism. You read? Uh, sometimes. Rarely. No very, way. Very rarely. <laughs> like, like an adult book. Adult book, mother. <laughs> so, so this digital minimalism, I feel like it's life-changing. It's game-changing. Okay. If you take it seriously and you actually implement it, this is... Uh, I, I like the title already. Yeah. I like where it could be going. There's, it's, there's, there's a lot to be gained from reading this book. So, Who wrote it? This guy, Cal, Cal Newport, he's a computer scientist. Why does his name sound like he's from California? Um, Cal. <laughs> and Newport? In Newport. Oh, is Newport kind of California? Doesn't it just California? sound like it? Doesn't it sound like it's California? Uh, maybe. Like, yeah. there's no guy he's in, like, fr- Toronto, think, Ontario I, called Cal Newport. I, I That's think, all I'm trying to say. I think he, uh, I think he's a, he's a University of Georgia. I think Fuck. he's <laughs> so off. Um. Well, that doesn't I might work. Be, I might be wrong. I don't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> Fuck, he's not even on brand. Wait, you said he was a computer scientist? Yeah, he's a computer so scientist. He's a computer scientist. His name is Cal Newport. Yeah. And he's not from California. Correct. He also has another book. This sounds like bullshit. <laughs> he also has another book called uh, Deep Work. And I actually read that first. That was the first oh, book. Oh, I remember I you telling me about that, actually. And these two books, they complement each other pretty well. This guy sounds kind of smart. Yeah. So, but today... We'll start off with digital minimalism because I feel like there, there's a lot here. It's like it's kind of like it's a lifestyle that I think you want to have right now if you want to take charge of your life, which I feel like most of us want to do. Right. So, so you've seen uh, the social dilemma, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have I. I think you know a lot of people. It kind of kind of blew up on Netflix there for some time. Yeah, in that time period where no one had anything to do but watch Netflix. Yeah. 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 Right at the beginning of the pandemic. The good old days. Um, so, I mean, if you've seen Back that. when we thought this thing was going to end. Yeah. <laughs> eventually, at some point. <laughs> two years later. Um, so, if you're on board with the general premise of the social dilemma, you're already going to be on board with why you want to adopt digital minimalism. So we're just talking about the fact that social media is a complete waste of time. Complete waste of time. Like, and, and you don't even know, you don't even realize, a big chunk of this is you don't even, re- a lot of people don't realize how much time they're spending on social media. Yeah. And because they're spending so much time, it's so, it's so easy to, be, to become distracted. There's no more boredom. Like boredom literally doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, which is like a scary thing. Yeah, you don't have time to think creatively about higher value and your attention span. I don't know about you, but I feel like my attention span is the lowest it's ever been. And yeah. I, that doesn't make sense because I you would think it'd be lower when you were a child. Yeah, yeah, like you're saying you're you're older, you know, your brain's a little sharper, and yet your yeah. attention span. And this is something like across the spectrum. You talk to anyone, not only our age, just in general, every like everybody I talk to seems to have the same problem. And not to like hijack, but I was visiting some family recently mm-hmm. and I have a cousin, she's like two years old. Mm-hmm. And every meal she eats is with the iPad. Yeah. Right? She's two? Yeah. God, that is scary. But, dude, here's the thing. Okay, so I thought about this, and I talked this through with a friend. Yeah. Right? And not to hijack. I'll let, I'll let you get yeah, back. Yeah, no worries. It's, it's, it's relevant, right? Yeah. And it was like, it, it's kind of the dichotomy of, like, technology. Because here's the thing. When you're the parent, because it's like, oh, well, maybe as a parent, you should be doing a better job of raising your kid and not putting an iPad in front of them every time they want to eat. Mm. But, like, think about the state of a parent 
who's just like exhausted. Oh, absolutely. And like your kids are shithead because all kids are shitheads to yeah. some degree. Yeah. And it's like this magic tool that, oh my God, she'll eat the whole fucking meal sitting there in 20 minutes if I just put this tool in front of her. Yeah. Like just think about the break that yeah. it gives you. Yeah. And and not only that, the thing in life is free. Yeah. The the other thing that scares me is like. If I if I had kids, like my kid coming home saying his everyone in his class, like he's the only one who doesn't have a phone. He's if falling I, behind. If if yeah. I'm if I'm the one parent that's trying to be strong, you know, it's it's well school's also on laptops now, right? Like yeah. I, I was talking to my, I was talking to my little cousin because we had a lot of snow a couple days ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they don't get snow days anymore because you just have to open up your laptop at home. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean especially now especially right now. That sucks, dude. Di- digital is kinda oh I mean it could be helping us. It could not be. I mean, during, well, it's during just, a pandemic. Well, that's the like thing, right? right? Now. It's just there's there's a duality to it. Yeah. yeah but anyways, definitely. not to hijack. Digital minimalism. I'm really so, excited about digital yes, minimalism. Yes. So he starts off by saying, okay, you know, first chapter is, okay, a lopsided arms race. He's just basically saying, you know, these social media giants, a lot of people don't realize. Again, if you've seen social, the social dilemma, you'll understand. But a lot of people don't realize that these guys are... They are conspiring to steal your attention. Yes. Without you noticing, they're they're hijacking your your psychological tendencies and and you know your your need for social approval and all they want is your attention because your your time is their money. Right. right. I like so, that. Your so, time is their money. Yeah. It's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Like like there was a in the book uh, they say there's literally a clock emoji. Your clock emoji equals their dollar sign emoji. <laughs> so powerful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's like, you know, we're, we're wasting all this time. And and then he tries to explain, you know, some people might want to argue, oh, but it, it gives me value, right? So he goes into, like, really, is it really that much value? Like, I you, think want, you want to connect with people? How how much time does it really take for you to connect with people, to like people's photos? Like, yeah. there, a lot of the interaction on there is First of all, very shallow. But secondly, if you wanted to do all that stuff, you really could in a short amount of time. Like you don't, you don't have to be spending hours upon hours, which some people are spending yeah. hours upon hours yeah. on these. Well, yeah, yeah. Right? And it's because of these. Unless, actions. yeah, unless you're doing something on there that's like making you money, mm-hmm. you're basically wasting your time. Right. Like if you're using it, sort of. That's actually one thing. Like as a marketing tool. I don't yeah. Know. Like a lot of like businesses have. Businesses have, you know, Instagram pages. Definitely, and and yeah, one of unless it's your job, whether it's your job or not. Like my point being, unless it's creating value for you, right, in the real world. And uh, he he shares some practices of digital minimalism. One of them is use social media like a pro. So it's like it's kind of getting at what you're saying, but yeah, we'll, I'll circle back to that eventually. Um, but so basically, you know, after he tries to convince you that. So, after he tries to convince you that you really should change your relationship towards digital technology, he then goes on to goes on to tell you how you should do this this change in your life. So, you know, he he tries to tell you these these minimal um, efforts, like the the people who want to do like the digital Sabbath, where they just take one day off of of the uh, of their digital consumption people do that yeah 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 it's like they're they're trying to you know they think it's a good effort they do one day where there's no digital for them have you tried that 
No. I mean, I mean, I've been doing, I've been trying to do this. And basically what he's saying here is. No, no, I mean like in the past. Like if you. Like, yeah, no. no what really. have you tried? Like the only thing I've tried is deleting. Like I, I deleted Instagram from my phone. Yeah. That's the biggest thing for me is Instagram. Yeah. So I deleted that off my phone. Um, it was good. I definitely spent less time on my phone. Um, yeah. You know, I find I just replace it with something else. Yeah. It's just frustrating. Right. So his strategy, I feel like he, he paints a really good picture of this, this digital declutter. Okay. So let me, let me try to lay it out for you here. Okay. Hey, so, man. so the first thing is the 30 day optional tech cleanse. Okay. So everything that you think is optional technology in your digital life. So, Picture, right. imagine screens, okay? So your TV, you know, Netflix, and uh, your your phone, texting, social media, video games as well. I play, like, a lot of video games. And I haven't, I haven't touched my PS4. I haven't touched my TV in, like, yeah. I only just started. It's been, like, four days, but it's been a great four days. Right. It's been a fucking great four days. Right. Um. So, you so do you're the, going on a cleanse. Yeah, so you do the cleanse. So step one is define your rules, okay? So, like, be really... Pick these optional things. And you want to be strict with yourself. You want to try and try and make as much time as you can for yourself by eliminating these time-consuming digital things. Of course. So I eliminated TV. I eliminated... Um, I deleted Instagram off my phone completely. And no PS4. Like, no games. And that's that's basically most of my digital stuff. Aside from work, which doesn't count. That's not optional, unfortunately. <laughs> um, That'd be nice. It would be Can nice. Can we just include work? <laughs> yeah. Can you like a sick note? Yeah. <laughs> just tell your boss. Digital declutter. Either. Okay, so that's step one. Now, step two, okay? So once you've done done that, you should have freed yourself up with a lot of time. Now, this is where things can go wrong for some people is now they have so much time on their hands they don't know what to do with. So a really key step during this, this intrude, like abrupt cleanse for yeah. this 30-day cleanse is discover other things that you enjoy. And he goes into all these different things that you can do, these analog hobbies that a lot of people ascribe high value to. And th- that's the purpose. You're trying to, you're trying to Open create a void. Create a void first so you have more time in your life. But then you got to fill it because if you don't you know, spend your time wisely, you're going you're gonna to run back to your digital yeah. you know, your yeah. habits. Yeah. Right? You, you almost need new distractions. Yeah, and what, what he says is what you find is one to two weeks of of this declutter, you're going to be... Struggle. You, no, no, the first two weeks, you'll probably, like, struggle. Right. But that, that anxiety of wanting to do your old digital, you know... It's just like anything else. It's yeah. just like curing an addiction. Yeah, so it's like yeah. what, what, what he says in the book is it's actually a very moderate addiction. We, we're lucky. Like, it's not, like, other yeah. addictions are a little... It's not like cocaine or something. Exactly. It's, it's something that's moderate, but this is why it's subtle and dangerous because you don't realize, you know, how, how often it's, it's kind of... How hard it is to give up. Yeah. How often it's taking your attention. Yeah. So the whole point of this declutter is 30 days cleanse, then, or sorry, remove that digital tech so that you can aggressively find other activities. It's, it's supposed to be a strenuous time. You're really trying to actively search. Okay, what do I really like to do? Okay, I didn't like that. You know, I'll try something else. And he gives you a bunch of a bunch of options, which I'll I'll get into. Now, after the 30-day cleanse, slowly reintroduce technology into your life with very strict rules. So it's like 
as opposed to being like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'll take one day off to, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, it's, it, flip it on its head and really make the default no technology as opposed to right. the default being lots of technology and then occasionally, because you can't do that. The addiction, the, the what these companies have done to this tech, yeah. to, the, to these apps. To it's just waiting them. for you to get back to slipping. Yeah, you're going to slip again. So you really need to, basically he tells you, he tells you to ask this question as, you, as you're about to reintroduce uh, tech back into your life. What value does this tech support? So does this really support value? So let's say you're, you're Instagram, right? You're like, okay, I want to stay in contact with people, like friends, whatever, right? Yeah. Fine. Okay. Is this the best tool for that? Right? Mm, that's so, a good question. Right. So it's like, you know, can, is calling him better? Yeah. Okay. So then let's say it is a decent tool. There's a decent use case for that app, right? You like to comment on their pictures. You know they're on Instagram. You want to... Okay, what is the most optimal strategy for using this? Like, what is the most benefit for your buck? Because the diminishing returns, he brings up diminishing returns, the economics. He actually yeah. goes through a, pa- a page of just explaining diminishing returns. Um, very simple. But he says, he points out that technology in particular, these social media apps, the, the curve is so, it's so quick to slope because it's like for sure it, you're not getting much like a it's common, like gambling yeah you know like and what i'm finding so i've deleted instagram off my off my phone i've downloaded redownloaded it twice in the last four days i set a timer right before i set a 15 minute timer right i download it and before that timer goes off i'm ready to delete it again and that's it and then I, like i've i've spent 30 minutes off instagram and i feel like i've i've done no more than i would have with it on all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no other value that you I You feel so much more control in the relationship with Yes, Instagram. yes. And that's another thing he touches on is intentionality is satisfying. Yes, absolutely. So... Because then you feel accomplished. Yes. So, yeah, those are the two big questions. So, so this digital declutter is sort of like... It's like a, a, a kickstart to yeah, a like new life. Yeah, a detox. Life. Yeah, it's a detox, but then a detox to then continue a sustained lifestyle of of digital minimalism. So what do you do next? Like okay, you've been 30 days without social media without social media without whatever garbage you've been put. Right. 30 days cleanses over. Yeah. So then you hopefully take to your the things, the activities that your you've hobbies. done. Now, the whole second half of the book, what are you filling your time with? So now it's this during these 30 days, what are you going to do? So then yeah. The whole second half of the book are these practices. So one big category is spend time alone. So then breaks that down into a couple of practices and values that you should that you should strongly consider around just spending more time alone. So it's like, you know, practice. Write letters to yourself. Yeah. Like spend more time writing letters. Um, another practice is, oh, so he, he brings up the value of solitude. He brings up John F. Kennedy... Hopefully, hopefully that's who we, who we mentioned at that time. He also mentioned uh, Benjamin Franklin for something else. But so, for social groups, yeah, you told me this. Before. Benjamin Franklin, yeah. yeah. I have not read the book. I'm just a genius. <laughs> but so he talks about John F. Kennedy basically uh, retreating to some 
some hours of solitude. And, and I've been, during this, these four days, as you know, Hamza, I'm a very strange individual. <laughs> and I, I really like to just spend some time alone rocking, just yeah. rocking in bed. Well, it's interesting, like just on that, like to diverge off that a little bit, like what this really is, is okay, so here's my beef with social media, not just social media, just like my phone. I, I, I'll just, uh, to make it easier, I'll, I'll call it my phone because frankly, like that's the device that I'm most addicted to. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I generally feel like I'm in control. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is because the other things are easier to like get rid of. Anyways, long story short, what I'm saying is, what what really hurts is the amount of time wasted. Yeah. Right? What really hurts is like because there's there's things I waste time on, but I don't feel bad about mm-hmm. because they're not mindless. Right? So it might there might be a day where I need to get something done, but let's say I go hang out with some friends and I end up spending six hours with some friends instead of like the two hours I plan to spend. Mm-hmm. Although that might have not been a great use of time, it wasn't a waste of time. Mm-hmm. The my beef with social media or just your phone is like it's time that goes nowhere. Nowhere. Like there's, there's, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing of value that is gained from it. Totally. And from what I'm hearing from this, and these are like, like I don't know what your kind of personal experience. I mean, we were talking about it a little bit with your personal experience of like trying these things without this like methodology. Mm-hmm. But for me, the big thing has been continue, continue. For me, the big thing has been like the amount of time that goes away. Right. So what I mean by that is is just disappears into the ether. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's like a lo- loss of brain power and brain cells. I feel like you know my attention span is getting worse. We were talking about that. You yeah. know my my attention span is getting worse. I can't focus on anything. I'm not getting any smarter. I'm just losing like who I am into this void. Yeah. And then when you come back, you like are coming back a dumber person and you've picked up nothing except made yourself less happy because of whatever the fuck you were wasting your time looking at. Yeah. So, so the exciting thing about this is like, so my it's point like, being what I was trying to say, sorry to cut you off no worries. was just like, this is just a strategy because I like what you're saying with the second half of the book, just being about like, you know, picking up, I'll call them hobbies, like yeah. things you, you want to be doing. Yeah. And it's basically a way to discover who you are. And the solitude plays into that. Like, like those are all things that we know we need and we like having. Mm-hmm. And we're so caught up in thinking we don't have enough time in a day. But so much of your day, you know, it's probably three, four, five hours. You're just wasted on this fucking thing. And then you're saying you don't have enough time. Whereas, like, day-to-day stuff doesn't take a lot of time. Yeah. Like, you're talking about writing letters to yourself? That probably takes 15, 20 minutes. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That, that was literally exactly what I was going to say was people keep saying, I don't have time for this stuff. And you you really do. When you do There's this, so much time. When you do this, a declutter like this, you realize how much time you have. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, I'm so, like, I mean, at first you're probably thinking I'm bored. Any but phase it's like, of my life where I've been able to, like, informally declutter, yeah. I've realized how much time there is to do, like, how productive I can be on a daily basis. Yeah. And it's like the, the the subtlety of it, the subtlety of these habits, it's hard to understate because you, it's, it's hard to recognize. Well, there's you, nothing sexy about it. Yeah, well, I, I was just going to say what, what, it's so easy. If you don't have a game plan for how you're going to spend your evening, it's just so easy to do something, to just go on your phone and just scroll. And it's just, it's just so easy. But when you make a decision, a, a very, you know, decisive decision that you're not going to be spending any time on these things anymore, that's what allows you the freedom to d- rediscover what you could, what you could be doing. It really is just like getting over an addiction. Yeah. 
Right? That's what it is. Yeah. Right? Which is, like, hard stuff to do. Yes. So how's your day four going? So day four is going great. Yesterday, I was stoked. Yesterday, I, reading. That's another, like, that's another thing you could spend a lot of time alone. And I know you like to read. I know you like, you like Love books. And it's like, me too. It's, Adult it's, books too. It's so satisfying. <laughs> no, no Dr. Seuss over here. No, no it's, picture books. It's so satisfying. That's what Instagram's for. Um, I'm skipping ahead, but there's this principle that he that he also talks about. It's called the Bennett principle, which is this guy. He just he he basically he basically wrote this book on how to use all of your day for like all these activities. And what he says is your mental faculties don't tire like a leg or an arm. It, your your mind doesn't need rest aside from sleeping. Sleeping. Yeah. Your mind just wants change. Right. So like for him, basically this point, this Bennett principle is that you really can do a whole bunch of different activities in your in your spare time and coming along with that is that doing nothing is really overrated like doing spending most of your time idle yes. is really overrated so, you know there's so many parallels to this and like like soft drugs like marijuana right mm-hmm. because for so many people like smoking weed becomes a, oh this is my way to de-stress but it's like is it really like how stressed are you really? It's like this, this, and it's it's what what this person is saying about like like thinking about you need downtime to de-stress or whatever. Like that's not actually a real thing. It's what you said. Your mind needs a variety. So what it needs is you're working all day, whatever you work eight hours, whatever it is. You need to go play sports. Yes. So your mind is somewhere else. Yeah. You need to come back and cook because then your mind's somewhere. Else. So your mind is basically. It's experiencing something new every time, and therefore, like you don't really need the re- like the, the doing. It's, nothing. it's such a it's such a lazy man's lazy person's argument. Yeah, and like I'm susceptible to it all the time because like how many times I go and I'm like, oh, like well, today I'm not gonna do anything because I'm just tired, and that turns into like absolute nothing. I'm like, oh, I deserve a day off. I'm gonna go smoke some weed or whatever. And it's R- just like right, and and like what this is saying is what's really true is. The more you, the more of something you do, the more you want it. It's like it's like the same. It's like the lazier you are, the lazier you become. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean. The, it's a slippery slope. The more productive you are, the more productive you become. Well, it's Atomic Habits, right? We've talked yeah. about that book a lot. Yeah. Where it's like anything you do more than two days in a row, then like it just starts becoming easier and easier to do. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, the other day, this is completely off topic, but I just want to show this off. Yeah. I uh, climbed my building, forty-five stories. Uh, like uh, like for a workout. Stairs. Well, yeah, not the elevator. You, d- you didn't parkour up. up <laughs> you didn't park, uh, you didn't I am skip. not Spider Man. You're not Spider Man. Not yet. <laughs> but I did that, and I was like, and I remember I was going up, and I was like pretty tired because I haven't been working out, and it was like my first. It was my way to like kick myself. It was like my detox, you can yeah. call it, right? Just yeah. to like realize how because it's not it's it's a decent amount, but it's not that much if that's your workout. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like a 15 minute, like maybe 20. Minutes. Anyways, my point being, the first time is always the hardest. Yeah. It's only gonna get easier. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. For me, it's like waking up is a big deal. I, my my sleep habits are a lot better because I'm just I'm just cognizant of like don't use your phone so much, and especially when it's closer to bedtime, I'm like you know what I'm solitude. I'm gonna go rock and just think. And like the the thing is that's messed is like I I've literally stopped this habit of rocking, and I I remember being a kid and ascribing so much value. Even as a kid, I knew I'm like I'm different. <laughs> I mean so. I'm different because I spend so much time thinking on my own. It's like yeah, it's yeah. like because that's when you can have original thought and it's something that you knew mattered. Yeah, and actually this book goes into taking long walks and some guy saying, you know, uh, only the greatest ideas 
are earned through walking. And it's like, I kind of get it because I feel like my thinking is so much sharper when I'm rocking in bed. Yeah. But it's like, I'm rocking. Like, I'm, I'm active. My heart rate is kind of up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I'm just thinking. I always yeah. felt like I need to It's move. almost like your meditative state. Yeah. 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 So. No, so, I get that. So like, okay. So I've, I've told you, you know, one of these things, spend time alone. I've already broken it down to four different, you take long walks. Then talks about the value of solitude and just thinking on your own. Write letters to yourself. Then another practice, another good practice, just leave your phone at home. Like, just, just spend more time without your phone. But that, that's not really, like, helping you uh, fill the void, so to speak. It's just creating more void. So then... No, I like that, though. There's yeah, this one thing I was doing pretty consistently in the summer. It was, like, when I went outside, because I'd always try and, like, have, like, one hour of outdoor time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I would leave my phone at the condo. And it was so hard. At the start, yeah, and then it was so empowering later because I was like, I do anything I want. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I could, I could see it being hard. I could see that being hard for me to leave. Like, just dude, try ditch. another thing. Like, I mean, th- it's perfect for you to try now. Is like one thing I, I started doing that was like really hard was like leaving my phone in the other room. Mm. It's one of those weird things, right? Because you're like, that should be super easy, but you're like, every every five minutes, you're like, you you know the the hand pat. Yeah, that I'm doing it right now. You're like checking where your phone is. And yeah. You're like, oh crap, oh it's in the other room. Yeah. Right. Or the, or the other thing I always did was like let my phone drain of battery and just die. Yeah. And I put it on the charger and then I'd leave because then, then it's charging. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. it's just crazy what just you need to do, what I need to do to like not be addicted to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like leave it out of your pocket. So let me ask you this about this. And, and it might be like, I just want to, I want to understand this. You go through your cleanse, you mm-hmm. discover your habits, like you discover your hobbies, like things you like to do. Mm-hmm. What is the end? the ideal end state that is prescribed by this author? Basically, be be in a state of um, just much, like, he, he says that you're going you're gonna to find a lot more value in more analog hobbies. And some of these analog hobbies I still haven't mentioned. But, like, you're going to find more. You're gonna find more value in these other hobbies that you're not even really considering, or you're you just haven't had the time to consider. Sure. You haven't had the time to push the digital out of your life, right? So, basically, what he's saying it's it's a lifestyle. Basically, the end state is this continual process or this continual state. You want to continue this state of digital minimalism, where you're. You're loving the hobbies that you're doing. Like you, your phone has just become, it, it becomes what it's supposed to be, a tool. It's its downgraded to a support role. You're using your phone. Your phone is not using you. Yes. It's downgraded to a support role. Actually, this this brings up. Like your sec- laptop. Yeah. Y- yeah. Well, like, like for work. Yeah. This brings up a, a point, um, a part of the book where they talk about Amish, the Amish. Okay. So. The Amish, a lot of people think, oh, they just reject technology, nothing new. They're just like a snapshot of the past, right? What is actually true is they're just a different parallel to, mo- to modern yeah. day yeah. technology because there, there are technologies that they accept. So they have, to, they, they have a process into accepting technology. So what they do is first there's some like power geek user of this technology and he goes to the the parish and asks if he can attempt to use this technology, right? And what they ask first is, okay, how is this going to affect our lives? Like, what values is, are these going to support, right. right? So, basically, they're just more intentional, 
right? Yeah. And this comes back to... That's what to, this is all about. Yeah, this comes back to the intentionality being satisfying, is that if you are intentional about the tech that you use and why you're using it, you start to you you start to really own your values and the tech just supports them as opposed to the tech completely undermining your values. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because if you think about how most of us started using our phones, it's like we were, I don't know, 16, 17, whatever age we were. Like For our generation, it was kind of like you're at some point in high school probably, mm-hmm. late high school is where you got like a smartphone. Mm-hmm. And you were just kind of given this thing, handed it off, and you just started using it and having no idea what it... Like, we were the first generation to have this thing, right? Yeah. So we never... Like, we never even had an opportunity to understand what it really was Mm -hmm. at, like, a pretty transformative age. And that's continuing... Like, that spiral is continuing, right? Because you get a younger, younger age. Yeah. So it's what you're saying. You're not intentional about it. It's just a part of who you are. Yeah, it just gradually became this... Like, it started off... iPhone, like, he touches on this in the book, is when Steve Jobs' keynote was, like, we just want an. We just want to turn your iPod and phone into one thing. Like yeah. here's the best iPod we've ever made. It's yeah. The iPhone, right? Yeah. And it's like, and he there was no app store. It was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can make calls. Yeah. And, and yeah, you can text too. Yeah. But yeah, it just kind of evolved, and we just kind of just we just rolled with it. We didn't well, even. No one understood the ramifications because yeah. there's nothing like it before. It's like the internet, even right? Like you just kind of went with it. And yeah. Yeah. Then you woke up. Yeah, but so the good news is it's not it's not impossible. There's definitely things you can do. No, I don't think so. A lot of these themes and a lot of these things that are being talked about in this book are for sure things like that in one form or another people have tried to implement in their lives. Like I can speak to my life and saying I've tried to implement a lot of these things. And then there's been phases where I've been successful. Like I was telling you before, like there's a point where I actually deleted the whole thing. I was like, you know, that was my 30-day whatever. Mm-hmm. I got rid of it, rid of it. Like, I didn't have a profile anymore right. on Instagram. Right. Yeah. But then you come back, and it's the same BS. Yeah, so that's so the just thing. just continue to it's be like, intentional about it. Yeah. It's the hardest part. So, but, so, I mean, he's trying to... So let me go through some more things you can fill this void with, because that's the key. The key is fill, fill all your t- free time that you now have released yeah. with good stuff. So I... Uh, okay, so... I actually don't think that part would be that hard if you commit to it. What, to, to add in, like, good things? Yeah, like, first couple of weeks would be really hard because you'd be bored. But what I'm saying is there's so much to actually do. On yeah. A day. Like, just think about something that's, like, like, I don't like to cook. But, like, that's something that could take, like, it could take you five minutes or it could take you an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's a million. Like, what I'm saying is, like, it, it would be fun to be intentional about everything else. Yeah. Because And then I think beyond that, I think it would keep you so grounded and, and present. Which we all know is like the number one key to like some level of sustained form of happiness. Really, Ab- right? Absolutely. So another thing that these social media, these social media apps don't do for us is they actually might be degrading your relationships. And let me let me explain. So if you're if you're the type of person that's getting satisfaction out of you know commenting or liking, and that is like your, your friends' posts or whatever. And that is sort of your proxy for ever communicating with them. What humans really crave is rich social interaction, yeah. like real face-to-face conversation. There, what you know, what a like does and what a comment does, like a podcast. It's like it's like McDonald's, yeah. <laughs> it's like co- compared to like a rich like face-to-face yeah, yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, if you just if you just were intentional 
about setting up more conversations or contacting them on a on a kind of a deeper level, your relationships could stand to improve without you sure the there's nothing like a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. So so like again, th- there's just that's just another like kind of being strategically smarter about how you're spending your time. And these tools really aren't providing the value that most people think they are. Um no, so, that I think that's pretty like pretty easy to understand in yeah. the sense of like for sure. Yeah, it's a struggle. So another thing that uh, that they mention is there was a topic or a section about craft, like the the satisfaction of crafting things. So he talked about some. I think he was a business guy, and. He ended up, you know, he was disenchanted by all this knowledge work and this ambiguous stuff. And he ends up starting a, a motorcycle repair shop. So he's a smart guy, decides to quit this, you know, white-collar job, decides to open up this motorcycle repair shop. And it's just it's just the, the understanding that we were born with hands that... Basically, what I'm trying to say is we think with our hands. Like, we evolved, our brains evolved to think yeah, to utilize the potential of our hands. Right. Like, we have an innate need or desire to manipulate the physical world. Right. And I remember thinking when I was a kid, like, it was so obvious to me when I was a kid. But then, you know, you grow up, you kind of write it off. Like, that's what I did. When I was a kid, I used to think, like, I don't know if I want to be a software engineer. Like, it's not physical. Like, there's no real... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, there was this sense of, like, it's not tangible. Why would I do it? Like, there's no result, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then as you get older, I think you just forgot that that was important. Or you just write it off as, I was a kid, I didn't understand. Like, this is yeah, clearly important. But yeah. maybe we there's were onto something. Well, <laughs> we were talking about that earlier, right? But, like, I think it's hard, like, because what you're talking about is essentially, you know, thinking from first principles, which a lot of times is thinking as your childlike self. Mm-hmm. But, like, there was nobody when you were a kid telling you that you were right or wrong. These yeah. were just thoughts you were having and then as you were forming them. And then you go through school and stuff like that and, like, you kind of see everything else. So it's it's not fair to say that, oh, I had it right the whole time just from the perspective of, like, well, like, you didn't know, so you can't really say that, if that makes sense. But, yeah, you did in a way. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I just lost touch like, like yeah you lose touch with your inner child and yeah then you, you know hopefully at some point and i think this is a phase you and i both are at is like you start remembering who that person was and aligning who you are now with that person <laughs> and that person did not use social media which is plus but here's yeah. okay so hear me out so what about kids today <laughs> okay you just said and i just said it's like you know i remember being a kid and just knowing all this stuff was bad and like i was basically a genius at age eight whatever, right? But, like, what about a kid today that just grows up with this? Like, it, oh. we're saying this is this has evolved into something that's a part of us. Yeah. And now we're trying to, you know, kind of detach from it. Yeah. Right? Would that be fair to say? Yeah. I would say that, yeah. right? Even, like, Elon Musk says this thing, like, think about your relationship with your phone. It's, like, actually the first form of AI. Yeah. Because it's an extension of yourself. Yeah. And it is. He's not wrong. So what does this say about the generation of kids coming after us who have had this extension from essentially day one? Yeah. Like I was, ta- like I was telling you the example of 
you know, the kid whose parents put an iPad in front of him so that he eats mm-hmm. because it's a distraction and it's easy to, to get them to do something you want without all the fuss to eat. Mm-hmm. So what does that say about where humanity is headed? Yeah. I mean, I think it was in this book that, that talked about just the rising rates of anxiety amongst, like, that cohort of kids, like, I think after 1995. Nice, um, we made the cut. Just barely. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it's 95. I thought it'd be a little, like, closer to 2000. But, um, yeah, like, apparently people who've been studying, like, psychology of kids, like, from years and years ago, the trends shoot. Like, there, there's a huge spike in bad things, like, yeah. psychologically for that cohort that well, has I believe been growing up. And I think it also technology. ties into what you were saying before about like loneliness and real relationships and all that. Yeah. Like like the likes and the comments not really being a deep relationship that you're building with someone. It's the same thing. It's like you have all the friends in the world but you actually don't have any because your relationship is so face value. Yeah. Right? So you're not just going outside and playing with your friends. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what that says. Not not to take it to a depressing tone. It's just like, how do you detach from something that is a part of you? Like at least for us, it's like we remember a state when it wasn't. Yeah. Like that's always for me. That's always a referral point. Yeah. Right. Like like you and I have talked about this in the past. It's like, how would I have done this when I was fifteen or twelve or ten or whatever? And that's always been a good referral point for kind of a, like getting anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine like not even having that reference point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You'd ha- right? at that point you'd have to do research. You have to go out in this go out in the field and well, start. You have to be. You'd have to like go out in the field, and ask these kids. What do you like? Do you think that yeah, that means you'd have to be like a trendsetter, like a trailblazer? Yeah, in a way, because yeah. you'd have to be doing something unless, that's not even within the conscious of like your cohort. Unless it's more common than we think that they actually recognize. You know, like the social dilemma. They could have watched it, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like. Like, dude, I'm saying, like, you don't even have a reference point of what... Of life, of their experience. It'd be like saying... It'd be like saying... Like, I'm trying to think of a... They like, don't even know who they it, are well, without it's it. like It's like you and I... Okay. It, actually, I can think of the perfect example. The generation above us, older than us, mm-hmm. would say that, well, you and I and our laptops. Yeah. For example. Yeah, yeah. I don't know a life with... Because, like, this whole conversation we're even having, although it includes any form of digital, I automatically focused on, like, social media, my phone. Mm-hmm. But, like my computer is a part of me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So just in that same sense, I actually, like, I, I can barely think of a time where it wasn't on a computer, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know. It's a, yeah, I know. I, which is different, too, because a phone is way more addictive than a computer because it's with you all the time. Yeah, it is freaky. It is freaky to think about if, they, if, if it would be a big challenge for them. To but then maybe we're the first generation that rejects this, and then there's a lost generation after us, but then our kids have opportunity. Yeah, I don't know. So not not questions we need to solve. Which yeah, a lot of what ifs. I mean, like, yeah, it'd be interesting to talk to some of these kids, <laughs> some of these new younger kids, because like, like a worthy study too. I think about like my my sister's eight years younger than me. Yeah, so that's quite a bit, and I find like I I just don't know what characteristic character. I just don't know what characteristic traits (laughs) I just don't know what characteristics I can pinpoint of my sister that are actually because of 
her technology use, or yeah. if maybe it's just she's younger than me. Maybe she's just a different personality. But it seems that she's just there. She's on her phone a lot, obviously, a ton. And it's like, how quiet are you because of the phone versus how quiet are yes. you? Because all these kids seem so damn quiet. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, do you like, do you know how to? Converse? So, dude, <laughs> like, this is like a... Okay, this is a real thing. I have a lot of, like, younger cousins. But maybe, maybe you know, she's fine. It's just... She, no, I get that. But it's yeah. like, how much of your personality is not being developed? That's what it is. Yeah. Because, okay, I had this happen um, maybe, like, five years ago. We, we visited some family. And, like, I have a bunch of younger cousins and stuff like that. And they're a bunch of kids. Anyways, they, they were all, like, obsessed with... Like, this was, like, when Fortnite was popping. They were all playing on their laptop. They were just like, like their whole thing with like we all got together. There's like probably six little kids all around the same age, like young teenagers, if they were teenagers yet, kind of thing. But like ten to fourteen, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then one of the moms got really frustrated because you know older school mindset, mm-hmm. and she made them all shut off their laptops. And I was like, no, you guys are just gonna sit in here. Within fifteen minutes, game change like these kids were like just having the time of their lives yeah you know like joking around laughing playing games whatever like whatever they're doing because like the technology got shut off right and i always remember that because it was just so interesting because it's what you're talking about because all of a sudden these kids who haven't like they're just like not talking yeah for hours and hours because they're onto something like all of a sudden they have to like interact deal with boredom yeah and then that's that's what i mean is like if you don't if there's no friction you know what? Here, here's a good explanation. If there's no, basically what I want to say is, if there's no reason to think of something better, then you won't think of anything better. Exactly. Right? Like, um, so one thing that it's kind of unrelated, but it's similar to this principle that I just, I'm just trying to define here, which is, I sp- like my feet get really cold sometimes. Okay. And sometimes I'm in bed and my feet, they're like uncomfortably cold. Right? Yeah. One day, they were so uncomfortably cold. I finally reached this brinking point where I was like, I can't sleep with my feet being this cold. I finally did th- thought of a solution. I went to the bathroom and just ran my feet under cold, under warm water. Right. Right. I was like, literally, it was 3 a.m. and I did that. And then from that moment on, once I discovered that solution, I was never going to deal with cold feet ever again. Even if they're slightly cool, I go and warm my feet before yeah. I go to bed. It's like, you need some sort of, uh, like, a breaking like a point. catalyst. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if you don't reach that threshold, you'll never think of anything better. And that's what I'm trying to say about this technology is when you always have an easy thing to get your attention or to make you feel You're not, not really bored. experiencing anything. Because I think, you know, all learning in some form is through experience. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, like, school learning, in some element of it is experience. Like, a math problem, right? Like, you have to see a math problem, you have to learn how to solve it, and then you can solve other math problems of that kind. Mm-hmm. And you can build on top of that. Mm-hmm. But there's some element of that which is experience. Like, you can't give some kid, like, a grade 10 math problem in grade 3, and he's going to get it. No, he has to build from grade 2 to grade 3 to grade 4. Like, that, like, you just have to build upon concepts and the experience of knowing how to solve these things. Yeah. And the different, like, everything that goes with that. Yeah. Right? This goes back to what we were talking about at the start, which is your brain is turned off. Mm-hmm. When you're on social media, yeah. So for like kids, your brain's been turned off. Like your brain has been turned off in the most developmental years of your life, mm-hmm. right? For us, our teenage years were also part of our development, but at least we had some sort of base of developmental years that was that was utilized. Yeah, and the most important, the important one. Because I remember being a kid and like people talking about how TV was so bad for kids. 
know. And man. like this stuff is like TV on steroids because it's a TV that's steroids. with you all the time. And all your friends are on it, and yeah, everything's on way it. Way worse. And it's like we can talk about it, but we're also part of the generation that had to go through it. At this, like we're this weird generation where we see both both worlds, mm-hmm. right? Like because we got some semblance of like normalcy, mm-hmm. but then we were also young enough to like take it on like way too early. Mm-hmm. But my point being, like when your brain is turned off, you're no longer learning. Yeah. Right. So when you're not learning, you're not experiencing anything. You're not picking up anything. You're not discovering who you are, right? It's the same as, like, paying someone to do a task for you versus doing a task yourself, yeah, yeah. right? I'll give you an example. This happened today. I fixed my kitchen sink today. Okay. Did you? Yeah. Good I'm for so, you, man. I'm so fucking proud of myself. So, See, was that satisfying? So, so, oh, my God. I'm so hyped. Dude, I'm not a handyman at all. I it's think you probably know this one of the principles. Fix something or build something once yeah, a week. exactly. So, basically, like... Our, our sink's been clogged. Yeah. Right? And then, like, I got the drain. Like, it's happened in the past. Like, once in a while, it's, it's happened before. Like, at home. Like, wherever. Right? Yeah. You get the drain cleaner. You pull, pour it in, and, it, like, it cleans out. So, we did that yesterday. Didn't work. Right? Like, we tried everything. You Google. You can, like, put baking soda and vinegar in the pipes. That should clean it out. Like, we did all this stuff. Yeah. Nothing was working. Okay. And I was like, damn, we're going to have to call a plumber. I would have gave up. <laughs> and it was like, damn, we're going to have to call a plumber. But yeah. I'm on, one of my New Year's resolutions is, like, like, don't throw away money for no reason. Because mm. that's just stupid, right? Like, it's like, and I was like, because I knew the problem. The problem is that the sink is clogged. And I was like, it can't be that hard to unclog it. Like, this must be something that happens to everyone all the time. Yeah. Right? It's just the first time it's happening to me. Yeah. Right? So I put on a YouTube video of, like, some guy showing how to, like, like unclog your sink. Yeah. And it was basically, you just got to, like, get down there, open up, let it drain. A bunch of stuff's going to drain out. And then you essentially just have to, like, Find a way to poke a hole through, like the da- think about it like a beaver dam. You got to poke a hole through, and once you poke one hole through, you know the rest of the water is gonna kind of flush it out, or yeah. whatever, right? So I got the tool, like there's a plumber's tool. It's like a snake. It's called a drain snake. Yes. To like snake it through, right? Yes. I, I bought that. I tried to do it with that right through thing. It didn't work. Whatever. Anyways, o- what? always talk to your parents about this kind of stuff too, because they, uh, they just no. know. My parents know. My parents will tell me, "Don't even try that." Oh my god. <laughs> it was really funny because when I was doing it, I was like, "Oh, I can never tell them. I'll, I'll tell them after it works out." Because my my family's always like paid for someone to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm talking about. So, anyways, I was like, okay, whatever. So I, I went down there. I didn't have a wrench, but I was able to twist it off or whatever. It was disgusting. Like, it smelled like shit. I had to put a mask on it with a glove. Like, it was absolutely disgusting, right? Mm -hmm. But, man, now I know how to fix a sink. And I was thinking, like, just, like, the utility of that over time. Like, I'm only 27 years old. It's just, like, I felt like I learned so much today (laughs) by doing that one, like, really gross thing that I didn't want to do. Yeah. And it's, like, how much more valuable was that to you than scrolling on social media? Yes, finding, and like, here's the thing. Meme. Here's the thing. So, like, going back to the money thing, mm-hmm. like, the only excuse to, like, to spend money would be, like, oh, I don't have the time to do that. Yeah. And the only reason I wouldn't have the time to do that is I'm fucking distracted and spending seven hours on social media. Yeah. Or, like, stupid stuff, right? Yeah. Especially these days where you're not, like, commuting to work and all this kind of stuff, right? Like, you're not doing anything. Yeah. So, it's, like, the only reason I did that is because I've literally been so bored. Like, literally, I've been so bored that I've been trying to fill my time because we're, we're in a lockdown again, right? Yeah. So, I was, like, this is something worth trying. Yeah. But if I was in a phase of my life where I was busy, and I might be legitimately busy, like maybe like back at work, a bunch of things going on, I don't know. Like you could be legitimately busy and you have to pay someone to do something. That's not the point. The point is I only learned something because I put myself through the experience of doing it. Yeah. Which is like what well, we're all starting to lack because like we're just not experiencing things anymore. Yeah. You know, life's gotten too easy in a way. Yeah. And this stuff doesn't help. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a tangent, but like I feel like that's the general theme of like why social media and why your digital life has become so all-encompassing and kind of taking away from the human experience. Yeah, big time. It was like this metaverse stuff. Did you watch that Mark Zuckerberg video? I did. 
Like the one where you like introduced her or whatever? I think so. Dude, it was like one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. Wait, maybe I haven't. I saw his like keynote on like his vision for Metaverse. Yeah, but then like he's in it and stuff. Like his character's in it. Like yeah. that, that weird thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I remember one of the things was like, oh, you could discover all these new possibilities. And there was like fish flying in the forest because the whole yeah. point was like, but it's like, what? Like, what is that even? Like, why? <laughs> That would be pretty fucking cool if I was in a real forest and I saw a fish flying. I'd lose my shit. Yeah. But, like, what does it even mean that there's a digital fish flying? Like, no. Like, I think we've all known that that's possible to do. I mean, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, that's not a real experience. Yeah. I could also just go outside and hang out with my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just nothing meets the human, yeah. the essence of what it is to be human. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I'm, know if that's taking that somewhere. I don't know if you had more, but I think this is a really good conversation. So. No, yeah. Me too. Like I'm, I'm pretty much like I'm trying to see if there's any other principles that I get, or like practices that are worth mentioning. Well, I think we've caught the general essence of what this book is trying to accomplish. And yeah. You know what the best part about this is? Mm. I don't have to read the book anymore. No, you should read it. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to read it. I know. This, this was not. Well, it's the same thing. You can't know until you experience it. You can pay someone to teach you, but until you read it yourself, it's not the same. Oh, okay. Wait. So the the three principles of That's digital fine. Just, mi- just minimalism. Just ignore everything <laughs> I just said. That's totally fucking fine. The three principles: clutter is costly. Okay. Which is, I mean, I'm just basically redefining what we've already said. Clutter is costly. You know, too many apps. Like, there's this there's this idea there's this mindset out there that's like any little value. Yeah, I'm gonna start deleting my stuff while we're on here because I'm so I'm so inspired right yeah. now. Yeah, any little value for uh, an app, I'll download the app. It's like if it provides any little value, I'll take it. That kind of mindset he's trying to destroy because it's yeah. like clutter is costly. You're not it, there's more harms to it than well, it's just, like applying your real world principles to your digital world. That's what yeah. it sounds like because it's like you know we talk about like over shopping or materialism. It's the same thing. Like yeah, like you might. It's like clothes, right? Like you, you could just, you could always make an excuse for needing that one piece of clothing because that adds that tiny little bit of value. But the smart thing is to say, no, I just need shirts and sweaters and blah 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 blah. Um. Okay. So, ho- hopefully, we're still recording. <laughs> but, um, another one. Or sorry. See, th- this is why you got to read the book. Because yeah. No, I will read the book because I'm excited to read. The I'm. Book. I glossed over this, and this is a big thing. Like. Principle number two, optimization is important. If, if, if you do use a technology, think, how should I best use this technology? Use, right. use technology like a pro. If it's Instagram, like what I do now with Instagram, now that I have it off my phone. Another thing is like just keep all the social media things off your phone because there's no point in having it on your phone. Yeah. Your phone is everywhere with you, right? At least if it's just texting, it's somewhat manageable, but even then... For you, sure. But... If you want to check on Instagram, make it a habit to just check it on the desktop, like on your computer, as opposed to... Right. Create that separation. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Nice. We're still recording. And then principle number three is intentionality is intrinsically satisfying. Right? I think we went over that a few times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we, we basically went through the basic basic points of this entire book. And it's like, you know, oh, oh, there was actually the social thing. So we talk about Benjamin Franklin. Okay. And it's basically just saying, you know, join something. Join something that's like public and structured, like some structured activity with people. And if it doesn't exist, if your social group doesn't exist, create it. Yeah. Like create, what you, create what, you, what you want. 
So that's an interesting thing because the one thing I've like been thinking about a lot lately is the fact that everybody seems to be going through the same struggle, yet nobody seems to be coming up with solutions for it. And the solutions aren't that complicated. So what I'm talking about is like loneliness and being, you know, you're essentially you're so addicted to your phone and we're all kind of living on our own and just mm-hmm. we're losing the human touch. But then like it's so hard, like it's like everyone is struggling with that, but like no one knows how to find other people who are also struggling with that. And like someone needs to take like that first step and it goes back to like creating your social circle, right? Yeah. Like, like that's yeah. what it is. And you need to add structure to that. Yeah. So I think one thing that I like that I made a point to do this year is like volunteer. Mm. Yeah. Good use of your time. Yeah. You, you know? learn a lot from that. Yeah, you, you get to experience something. Yeah. And like you like you were saying, like it's not that difficult to think of these solutions. But again, if you don't have the time to think of these solutions, if you're always distracted, you're your never brain's always turned off. Yeah, if your brain's always just yeah, it's just consuming mindlessly. You're never gonna think of these solutions that are in that you know, they're not that revolutionary. We yeah, that's the thing. It's just about becoming a human being. Yeah. Which is like the easiest thing to do, but the hardest now because there's so many distractions. Yeah. And it's like everyone kind of knows this because if you, you think about anyone that you admire, like some public figure that you admire, there's no way they're consuming a lot of, they, they don't have time to well, consume that much technology. Like Absolutely not. It's like, like Elon Musk has two companies and yeah. he works like 40 hour work weeks for each one. Yeah. And it's like, if you think about it, right? Like think about if you actually put in like 40 hours a week onto something you really cared about, mm-hmm. it's not a surprise that he's successful. Yeah. Right? Like, like forget everything else. Like, like, 40 real hours in one week is a lot of time. Yeah. Definitely. Right? Like, it's a lot of time. And I think that's what this is getting at, is, like, I think we, we've become in this, like, hyper-efficient world where we're not super efficient because we're trying to be efficient with our wasted time, too. Mm. Where it's, like, really, you just need to get 1% better every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that holistically, not literally like you need to get 1%. But I mean, like, in reality, most things move slow and then they start moving fast. Yeah. Right? But we're kind of sold this dream of, like, you need to be hyper-efficient. Yeah. Like, da, 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 da. That's, that's one thing that I kind of screwed me. So this digital middle, minimalism would have been great to read, like, out of university, like, four or five years ago. Um, I was so I was so extreme in my thinking about being productive that the same way i thought you can't have leisure time and this book is really pointing and complimenting his other book called deep work it's just like this very realistic approach to being just just having a better life just like if you're intentional then yeah there's enough time to do everything yeah dude everyone's only ever had 24 hours in a day yeah and it's like yeah it's like no don't remove leisure but have better leisure and you know work hard because that'll help your leisure do lots of active work on your leisure time because it'll make your work hours more beneficial like yeah the one thing i really liked and like really took away is the fact that your mind doesn't really need a break outside of sleeping and obviously eating well and all those things Mm -hmm. like that's really powerful like it's you you don't need a distraction you don't need to turn it off yeah it doesn't need to turn off yeah and like i mean to bring in meditation because I always have to do that. Like when you think about it from what you learn in meditation too, it's like, it's pretty obvious because attention is always there. It's like attention never disappears. What you apply it to is, is, you know, half the battle, but like regardless, 
attention doesn't stop. Like, yeah, like your mind's thinking about something. Yeah, like so, you know, basically what I'm saying is hard work versus not hard work is kind of like, it's kind of fabricated. Like it's kind of yes. like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of imaginary. Yeah. It's just, you have attention. What are you going to apply it to? Yeah. It. There, there's a couple of like different metaphors that I've heard um, that I think apply really well to this. One of the, one of them is like this, you know, I've, I've heard this quote and it's social media is junk food for your brain. Hmm. Right. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And then the other one is on the attention piece is like everything is hard. You just have to choose which hard you want to go for. So like the example, like there's always a fitness example to this, right? Like it sucks to be like out of shape and like not not feel athletic and like go to the beach and be fat and like not be able to play, like depending on what stage in your life you are, you know, not being able to play with your kids or keep up with them or, or not feeling good about your body and like having issues and all this stuff. And it's really hard to stick to a diet and work out every single day and, and grind it out and do all, all the things that are, that, are, that are associated with, like, having the body you want. Mm -hmm. They're both really hard. Mm -hmm. Which one are you choosing? Yes. There's, none of them is easy, right? Yes. Someone might look at you and be like, oh, well, this guy's got it all, like, nailed or whatever. But it's like, no, like, that's really hard. Yeah. Right? So I think that's where, like, there's that mental challenge yeah. to, like, get there. And yeah. that can be applied across every spectrum, right? Like, being on social media is really hard if your brain's turned off every day and you feel like shit about your life every day. But being off social media is really hard because you have to commit to, to mm. this, like, really scheduled and, and intentional lifestyle. Yeah. They're both really hard. Yeah. It's like just which one are you choosing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's yeah, what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because everything is hard in, yeah. in, in the context of that. And yeah. that's, that's a really empowering thing, not a... Yeah. It's not... Like, it sounds worse than it is. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be positive. I saw this quote that, that said, life comes from you, not at you. Not at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And once you understand that, yeah, it changes your life. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah, I feel that on a spiritual level. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because uh, I, spent, I spent a lot of time just, well, I've, I've seen two sides of me uh, in my past. And it was obvious. It was, just, it was just all inside that changed, that made the difference. It was like uh, just perspective, you know? Yeah. It's like it's like if you if you are ready to live every moment, you're bringing life with you. Like life, life comes from you. Not, yeah. Right. Um, but what I was gonna say, going back to what you were just talking about, with you know, you know, stuff like having the body that you want, all that's like all that hard stuff that you really want to be doing, as opposed to scrolling mindlessly. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. There are things that you have to do. You have to prep food. You have to do this. You have to, to commit to the lifestyle. Yes. And it's like all these things take time and you need to guard your time. And these yeah. these companies, they just want all of it. Yeah. You know? And they're doing things to make it as addictive as possible. So, yeah, all this just to, to just reiterate, we uh, we really should be subscribing to digital minimalism. No, absolutely. I'm I so in. I'm so excited. I'm really excited to read this book because yeah, definitely give it. I feel like this is something like that's been a challenge for like the last. You know, it's been something I've been on, mm -hmm. like with intentionality to try and like intentionally, you know, remove the amount of time I've been wasting. But it's nice to hear that somebody's figured out this like guy. I'll call it a guideline. Yeah. Right? Of yeah. How to do it. Yeah, and he he outlines the guideline obviously way better than I just did now, but like. Yeah, definitely give it a read because there's there's a lot of tips and tricks that he he shares along the way. 
One thing that one thing that he because he, he also tells stories. I didn't get. I just went straight to the facts. He also tells stories that also help like explain these things. One thing that I I liked was just the routine that he tries to like get you to subscribe to. Like just being intentional about your schedule, like scheduling your leisure time. One thing that he was saying was there was you know this guy who just he he loves news. Like he wants to stay current with the news, right? And he has this list of like. Uh, news sources that he likes to read and it's like you know picking out a time of your day where you're gonna go for a walk to your you know Saturday morning walk to your co coffee shop and that's your time to read maybe you've downloaded all this stuff on your tablet okay you're gonna this is yeah. your time to read but it's like it's like batch reading like you, you've you've compiled your list of news articles into a batch and you're being really effective and optimal about well, that's the modern day equivalent of reading the newspaper yeah right yeah. it goes back to applying like old principles to new technology mm -hmm. which is you download all the articles you want to read and then you go and read them but like back in the day it was like you pick up the newspaper you sit down and you read it for half an yeah. hour an hour or whatever it is yeah yeah that's i think it's all these basically you want to stay away from anything that's aggregating too much information yeah. Because if there's too much information, there's actually none. Yeah, it's and garbage. Like, I think about like Reddit, you know? Yeah. Where it, it seems phenomenal and there are a ton of uses for it, but it's just really it's just garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, he, he says embrace slow media. Yes. Yeah. Slow media is awesome. I feel like there's so many parts of this, so many aspects of this that are so obvious and so like so many things that in certain elements you've already thought about, and this is someone who's just putting it all together. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, for me, it was like, okay, this is a real th thought-through plan and guide to this. Because, yeah. like, I knew I was spending too much time on social media, but I was like, okay, well, I'll delete Instagram. And then I found myself deleting it, re-downloading re and deleting just it. Just going through the cycle. Yeah, but, like, actually, like, actually committing to this process it's like okay he spent time thinking about this process you, you sign know? up for a program it's like this people yeah. people who sign up for like a fitness program like yeah. an eight-week fitness program whatever it is right mm -hmm. like it's like you got certain goals yeah. i really like the slow media thing like one thing i did recently was like i subscribed to like a newspaper like i actually pay you know mm -hmm. that tiny bit a month for the newspaper mm -hmm. and then i deleted like a reddit app or whatever app and mm -hmm. i just have this newspaper app yeah because i do like to stay current yeah but there's just so much garbage out there. Yeah. I just want to read something that someone's actually thought of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he actually said something interesting, which was even breaking news is not usually good news. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. we, we, he, he said like he was talking to a journalist and a journalist who, you know, actually wants to have accurate information and stuff like that. It's like, it takes time for that real information to come out. Exactly. Like, breaking news is never the, the whole it's story. not the truth. It's just something that happened. Yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, we know what happened, but now we have to go investigate. And you know what? If it's big enough, somebody's going to tell you anyways. Yeah. Right? News is, I think, its own thing, especially these days. But it's like, I think it's really just its own thing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... Um, it's certainly an interesting topic, and it's very current. So what's next? I think I'm going to read this book. Yeah, read this book. I deleted like four different apps while we were on this chat. Read. I was like, oh my God, this is like exactly what I needed. Yeah. You know? Read uh, Deep Work after that. There's something I was trying to, I'm trying to think of, um, I remember thinking that there's some things that I could talk about too about Deep Work that was very like, I don't know, it's just very complimentary because it's like, again, it's all about trying to find focused time uh, like at, while you're working on something. Yeah. 
which in a sense you could apply that to your leisure activities. If you're doing a leisure activity that you think is like, it's still applicable. Like yeah. they're both pretty complementary. Um, yeah. I mean, it's all about just avoid distractions. Absolutely. Well, uh, master of your own mind. Cal Newport, check it out. Um, who's not from California? Who's not from California? Bullshit. Uh, smart guy, computer scientist, speaks the way I like. Check yeah. it out. Cheers. <laughs>